0: This fall, on The CW, get ready for Justice League Juniors. All the Justice League have been murdered, and it's up to their children to figure it out, starring Batman's son, Patrick Wayne. Yeah, I'm going to find out who killed my dad. And the daughter of Wonder Woman. My name's Lilithandra, and I'm from Paradise Island. But there, everyone is, uh, there everyone is, you know, pansexual. But here, now I have to live with my conservative human dad, Rick Bannon. Ugh, it's terrible. The daughter of Green Arrow. Green Arrowetta. Unlike my father, who is a um, very sexually minded liberal, I am a prudish conservative. Although I will definitely hook up with someone by the end of season one. The daughter of Booster Gold. His daughter, Booster Goldie. I'm like, from the future. (laughs) And like, it's way cooler there. Not to mention gender fluid Martian people hunter. Excuse me, it is humanoid hunter.
1: I don't just hunt humans, I hunt human like aliens.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. You can hear the narration. I'm psychic. And they're gonna be on the case to solve it. Alright, gang. As the son of Batman, I've come to the conclusion that it's definitely Batman's oldest and most dangerous arch enemy. The Cobbler. Bah, 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 bah. Get ready this fall, because we're promising you several things about these superheroes. They're gonna definitely be making out cause this is the CW and we're all about 20 year olds playing teenagers making out we promise that there will be almost zero costumes until near the end of season one we might even give out one to two costumes per season so please tune in to Justice League Junior we're the CW and you've been letting us sexualize children since the 90s ba 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 ba
1: ba ba Welcome to the show. Ruben on Cut. Today I'm having very specific thoughts about um, storytelling. Um, And also talking about a current internet nerd traversy. Um, And by nerd traversy, I'm of course speaking about recently, as of this recording, a trailer for a new CW DC comic show, Gotham Knights has come out, and uh, the internet is not happy, and I'm gonna be honest, having seen the trailer twice now, I gotta say, the internet is right to not be happy, cause, uh, yeah, it's, whew, it's a terrible trailer. A trailer that leads us to believe that this show will not be good. And uh, it's a fair thing. Now, however, I do see this as a valuable teaching experience. Because if there are any TV or movie executives or people who want to get into adapting one medium to another in terms of storytelling... The trailer implies that this show will be a great example of how not to do that. So, here's the thing. Actually, it's a lot of things. Let me describe what this show apparently looks like and what it's going to be. The trailer for The CW starts as we follow a Caucasian blonde-haired teenager through wayne manor as he's clearly having some type of teenage party that appears to be having underage drinking and kids making out so he goes to this he goes he ends up going into i think i can't remember if he said it's his bedroom or his dad's but essentially there's kids trying to make out in there and he interrupts them and there's like a painting of his of bruce wayne on the wall and then the party gets interrupted by the cops and District Attorney Harvey Dent, who is um, not Two-Face yet, apparently, at this point in the Batman narrative. So right there, it's screwing with the timeline of the stories in a weird way. Not in a small way either, because you see, the thing is that Harvey Dent is arriving at this mansion to inform Turner Wayne, that's the name of Bruce Wayne's son in this show, Herner Wayne that his father Bruce Wayne is dead and then he asks him if he knew his dad was Batman and the thing about that is like now in fairness to the trailer he doesn't answer it but it kind of is implied that either he tells the police he didn't know or he really didn't know And the trailer makes it look like he really didn't know. Now, to be fair, full judgment on that aspect of the story is yet to come. We'll have to see how it plays out. Not that I'm planning on watching this. I have extremely negative expectations, but I am curious. So, Bruce Wayne's dead. Turner Wayne, obviously is going to need to try and solve this mystery of the killing of his father. Now, the thing is, is that three teenagers have also been arrested for the murder of Bruce Wayne. And these characters are, generally speaking, extremely... are, what we are told are, the kids of Batman's villains. Now... Two of the characters have names that I can't remember, but they're from extremely minor Batman characters. And then... Still, pretty much C-list Batman villain. uh, Joker's daughter. Um, It's worth noting that it... First of all, they're they're definitely trying to play up a semi-Heath Ledger, Harley Quinn vibe with her in this show. Mm. And... uh, Yeah, I'll get more into Joker's daughter as a character here in a minute. But basically, these teenagers are suspected by the police of having murdered Bruce Wayne, also known as Batman. They claim that they were just hired to break into his office and that he was already dead when they got there. Because, of course, there's a conspiracy going on and it looks like it involves the police and and whatnot. basically the trailer unfolds of them suspecting these teenagers and also suspecting...
0: And also suspecting... Turner, Wayne.
1: But then also... The cops being very suspicious and there's probably a conspiracy. And Harvey Dent, District Attorney Harvey Dent, is clearly going around. Also, does the district attorney normally inform people that they're that people are dead i don't feel like that's a thing a district attorney does did they send him because he was bad is he not a district attorney i i don't know but the point is is that the trailer shows us all this uh conspiracy and the cops might be in on it and the kids are getting arrested and then escaping and then the kids get rescued by a character named Carrie Kelly, and Carrie Kelly is um, Carrie Kelly is a Robin, specifically uh, from *The Dark Knight Returns*, which is a comic book by Frank Miller. And uh, and uh, yeah, so Carrie Kelly's in it, which is an interesting choice of Robins. For the film. Also... uh, Interesting that uh, Batman uses child sidekicks. But won't tell his son he's Batman. Now Carrie Kelly has the closest thing to a costume. um, And apparently already is Robin at this point. Um, Whether the costume is just too dark. For us to really make out the Robin oriented details in the trailer is hard to say. Um, But she is wearing green goggles. And that's... um, yeah, that's uh, kind of a Robin costume. The trailer ends shortly after that. What else happens in it is not really important. The thing is, is that this trailer gives a super bad impression of the show. Because it paints a narrative of the show that is one of two things. Either A... When they were making it and adapting it from the source material, they just didn't give a shit if it looked, seemed, or even had things to do with the source material. Or B, CW couldn't get permission to use all of any of the characters they would have needed to actually make the show good. And it, from the look of things, maybe also couldn't get the rights to costumes. Or something, because... It's one of those two things. Either the, either they didn't know what they were doing or the show was held up on so much, so many things they weren't allowed to use. There's no Alfred even in it. So many things they weren't allowed to use from the comics and movies that it begs the question of what the point even was of continuing forward with the project because... This is adapting a story completely gone off the rails. Now to be fair, like I said, hasn't come out yet. It could it could surprise us. But you see when adapting source source material to another medium, you have to take in a lot of There's a lot of things you have to take into consideration. And especially when there are big name properties and characters and licenses that are extremely popular and well known typically when taking liberty with a property in terms of changing it it really helps if people have no idea it it helps if the people who really know the property are a very small if occasionally vocal minority like the guardians of the galaxy you see a lot of people really like james gunn's guardians of the galaxy but the thing you have to understand... And they're good movies. He does a good job with them. But the re- part of the reason they're successful... Is that no one fucking read that comic book to begin with. So no one can see... And, and or complain vocally... Or in a large enough group... That James Gunn ruined these characters. For context... I'm not going to get into James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy... And how it differs from the comics entirely. But just let it be known... For context... In the movies... Chris Pratt's character is the only one of the team who is from Earth. In the comics, like three of those characters are. Including some that look like aliens. Like Drax and Mantis. In the comics, they're from Earth. What? Yes. Uh, And also he mixes and matches between two different eras of teams who are technically 3,000 years apart. But that's fine because the stories he tells are still genuinely good and the people who were had enough of an emotional attachment to guards the galaxy uh to uh, to be mad about these changes don't uh aren't a giant number of people and most people fell in love with the changes that james gunn made which is why james gunn gets away with them however Gotham Knights is probably not going to get away with the changes that it makes. Partly because it's a show that seems like it should be a tie-in to the Gotham Knights video game, which is literally about the children of Batman, the ad- the adopted children of Batman going to solve his basically take up his mantle and protect Gotham while trying to solve his murder. And it stars The most, and it stars the most iconic of his adopted children uh, Nightwing, the first Robin, Red Hood, the second Robin, Tim Drake as the third Robin, actually called Robin in the game, and Batgirl, the most famous of the people that Batman has mentored. And that's the video game. However, the TV show. Gotham Knights, uh, features none of those people. So, right there, the comparison and similarities are not going to be positive. Regardless of how good a video game or how good of a show either of these things are, the Gotham Knights video game is definitely going to attract a more positive reaction from car- from people who at least have emotional investment in the actual you know, Batman cast of characters. Meanwhile, the Gotham Knights TV show has decided to give us a generic brand son of Batman, Turner Wayne. Actually, hold on one second. I need to look this up. Hold on. We're Googling this. I'm going to keep you on. the Uh... Sons of Batman and There was a comic book in the... That would be an insane... Super Sons, that's what it was called. It would be an insane deep cut. What was his son's name? Uh, No, 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 no. Created by What were their names? What were their names? Oh, no, never mind. The the comic book from the 70s uh, featuring... Between the sons of Batman and Superman, their names were Clark Kent Jr. and Bruce Wayne Jr. Never mind. So there are no, there are no Turners. Uh, let's scan this thing here. Nope, no Turners. I don't see any Turners. Uh, so, so that's, so right there. Let's let's dissect that. Now, there are a lot of ways. They could have gone with this to try and grab... The thing is, is it's weird to make up an imaginary child to Bruce Wayne when, literally, Bruce Wayne in the comics and in video games has a ton of sons. First stars, you got your, like I said, Dick Grayson now known as Nightwing, the original Robin, the first person that Bruce Wayne adopted and raised. It's got him. Well, it doesn't star him. It does not. Maybe it's because that character is tied up with the show Titans. Who knows? And it doesn't have Jason Todd, now known as the Red Hood, the second Robin, the Angry Robin. He's, uh, he's not in there. Possibly also because his character is on Titans. Then you got Tim Drake, the third Robin. The, uh, the Robin who's technically raised by two dads. Kind of. Not really. I mean, they weren't gay together. But uh, he still had his dad. It was just his mom who died. Although his, his dad was, I believe, in a coma for a while. But, uh, oh, of course, his dad did eventually die. And Bruce Wayne did eventually adopt him. I'm getting in the weeds here. The point is, oh, wait, can't forget this. Of course, we have. Then you have Batman's biological children, like Helena Wayne from an alternate universe where he had a daughter with Selena Kyle. That uh, is a bit more of a deep, it's a bit of a deeper cut. But you know, wouldn't have been a bad move. Still would have been from the source material. We could have accepted this more if we understood it was in an alternate universe where he had that... G- I mean, clearly it's in an alternate universe. <sighs> but then you have, of course, in the comics, Batman's actual biological child who is not currently on Titans as far as I'm aware. Which is a show on HBO Max, by the way. Which is... Eh, it's, it's okay. It definitely does a better job than this show looks like it's going to do. So, he's not... Damian Wayne, Batman's biological child, is clearly not on Titans yet. Although, maybe the fact that he's not in this show is a sign he's going to show up in Titans. Which seems to be going... Which would seem to be... Would be abrupt, considering they just introduced Tim Drake, and I don't think he's Robin yet. I don't know. I fell off in the middle of season three. I I guess I should finish that show. But the point is, is that that's... Bruce Wayne's biological child, and he's definitely not starring in this show. And Turner Wayne is definitely not going to turn out to be Damian Wayne when you consider the fact that, well, Turner Wayne is very blonde-haired, white kid, and Damian Wayne should look at least, at least semi-ethnic, ambiguously ethnic, because <laughs> his mom, Talia Al Ghul, is uh ambiguously asian and i don't mean like is she chinese japanese or or whatnot i mean is she chinese japanese or arab because the the al Ghuls were originally drawn specifically to be ambiguous in fact the original design for raj al ghoul had no eyebrows because the artist thought this helped make it harder to tell what he was ethnically um over the years Artists and writers slowly made him more uh, more and more Asian. It was eventually shown that he came from the part of the world uh, where, uh, I think, where Genghis Khan was from. I think he knew Genghis Khan, or was it Tilda Hunt? I don't remember. The point is, is that uh, Batman's son should look at least, you know, a little bit ethnic if he's Talia's kid. Otherwise, they're whitewashing it. But now this show instead of pulling from countless possible options even Bruce Wayne Jr could have been justified although if Bruce Wayne Jr was justified I would have been waiting the whole show for Clark Kent Jr to show up which honestly if they could have done that that might have been a honestly that might have been a better show that might have been a better show Anyways so Let's get into the details where the adaptation appears to be breaking down, where choices have been made that are clearly suspect. Creating Turner Wayne is a suspect choice. Was it a choice of necessity due to the fact that DC wouldn't give them someone else? Maybe. Maybe. But this part right here is a questionable choice, making it none of Batman's original adopted son. They could have even made it Duke, you know? I mean, I don't... They could have even made it Duke, Wayne. Actually, wait. is Did he officially adopt Duke? I don't know. The point is is the Batman's even got an adopted black son now named Duke. So they could have used him. I'm pretty sure not. they're not using him for anything movie and show-wise. You know? Uh... Batman adopts so many kids. Now, the show. No, wait, we'll get into that in a minute. We'll get into that in a minute. The point is, we're focusing on adopted children of Batman and. Turner Wayne. They just. They didn't use anyone from the comics at all here, which, like I said, maybe this is a limitation that was put on them by what was available to them in terms of rights. But. Uh, it's it's not a strong choice and I understand that some choices that are made in adapting material are born out of necessity not out of whether or not you think it's good or enhances the material some choices and changes are necessity I'm not saying this justifies Turner Wayne I'm just also Turner really a billionaire is going to name his kid Turner what kind of Bruce Wayne does this universe have so this is the thing also it feels off that batman's son wouldn't know he was batman it 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 feels it feels off because this is the truth if you read batman you know that like being batman kind of absorbs most of his world like batman if this is a batman where his son doesn't know he's batman this is easily the child any universe where he might have the worst relationship because it's a fact batman doesn't really do a good job as parenting outside of his batman role batman's parenting style is i will train you to be a vigilante and this will inadvertently give you other good good traits so i think it's a weird choice that he wouldn't know his his son that his father is batman maybe that's not what's happening But we'll see. A big thing with the CW that is frustratingly weird in terms of their adaptation, and now I have not seen this other show I'm about to reference, this show seems like a parody of, like, what a CW show even is. And that show would be Riverdale, which is an adaptation of the Archie comics. Only, they're all angsty teenagers, and it's set in Riverdale. I mean... Of course, it's set in Riverdale. But in this Riverdale, it opens with the goddamn murder. When one of the main characters is killed off. And it has to... And all the gang have to try and solve the murder. But... And if you've ever watched a trailer for it, it should give you an idea of exactly what makes the CW unique as an entity. Which is that their adaptations of things are frequently insane. And they're frequently aimed at teenagers. Because that is apparently the major demographic the CW appeals to. Nerdy teenagers. And based on a lot of the content they make, nerdy, horny, possibly sexually repressed teenagers who just really want to ship characters all the time. I'm, of course, referring to the fandoms for the various Arrowverse CW DC Comics TV shows, which I'm pretty sure this show is not set in that universe, which if I was in the Arrow universe, I wouldn't want this show to be set in my universe. Because you see, another thing that CW does frequently, although the Arrowverse sort of did better with this, Which is, they're they're very weird about superheroes wearing their costumes. And, uh, from the trailer, there's almost no costumes. The closest thing we got is when Carrie Kelly shows up with her green goggles. Now, I will say, they also, they did race bend Carrie Kelly. Like I said, I don't really have a problem with race bending. I don't know if it's the best solution, to what Hollywood's trying to fix. But, like, I do understand it. I shouldn't say I understand it. I don't think it's an inherently bad or problematic thing. That's what I'll say. Um, I will say, the thing about them frequently race-bending characters who are previously redhead is technically true. And this is technically another example of that. Carrie Kelly from The Dark Knight Returns is a redhead. However, I will also say that... uh, because I want to make this clear, I'm not endorsing this weird woke conspiracy related to that fact. Just because there is a tendency to race bend redheaded characters doesn't mean that there is necessarily an inherent like conspiracy. In fact, arguably, that could just be uh, that could actually just be systemic racism. What do I mean by that? I mean, it's not a thing people are doing on purpose. I'm just saying that a lot of redheaded characters were created in a time and place where comic books uh, weren't allowed to cast, uh, weren't allowed to put black people in comic books. So frequently, characters that we now frequently are written as, you know, the black best friend or the black sidekick, or whatever, in the comics at that time, in the 40s, and the 50s, and early 60s, um, frequently, those weird, those ethnic best friends, or sidekicks, uh, were redheads. Um, Just a weird fact about that. But like I said, I don't think this is necessarily some type of conspiracy like weird right-wing anti-woke YouTubers like to say it is. I think it's probably either a, an odd coincidence or a result of how systemic, rela- systemic racism affected the creation of black characters through the, pre- through the golden periods of comic book creation. But anyways... I will say there was other there was another weird thing in the trailer. And maybe the context of the show, this one spot, won't be so fucking weird in the trailer. But there's a part where basically Carrie Kelly as Robin is talking to is talking to Turner Wayne about her relationship with Batman and like how she was his sidekick and whatnot. And, like, there's a part where she says, he called me his little Robin. And, like... Uh, 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 I Like, I don't know what the full context of that is in the show. Maybe it doesn't sound so weirdly creepy and sexual in the show. Maybe the context is sweeter. I don't know. But in the trailer, it made me go...
0: that sounds like gross it sounds gross
1: like creepy older man like ugh especially since Batman should be referring to her as her vigilante like are they implying that like the code name Robin came from Batman's weird creepy nickname for Carrie Kelly cause that's that would be terrible like, that would just be the worst. Especially since this also. Now, this fact kind of. Like, I don't know if this is them trying to overground the concept of her code name. But just for context, Robin from the Batman comics was not named Robin after the bird. Fun fact he was named that after Robin Hood. They just didn't give him a hood. Uh, And they also didn't have an archery theme. But the idea was is that he was meant to be like a guy, a person who helps the downtrodden, you know? So that was where Robin originally got his name. It's from Robin Hood. (sighs)
0: So implying that it's
1: what sounds like almost some type of weird, creepy pet name is (sighs) just, ugh. It just makes... My skin crawl in this adaptation. That being said, I understand why they probably went with Carrie Kelly. She wasn't being used and anything else currently. So I guess maybe that Robin was the safe Robin to go with. In fact, actually, I would say that Carrie Kelly's inclusion is the strongest point in a trailer that is not good. Not good at all. And this brings us to Harvey Dent. Now, Harvey Dent, here played by that angel on Supernatural, is, uh... Well, he's Harvey Dent. He's not Two-Face. He definitely doesn't look like Two-Face. He's definitely nowhere near he's just harvey dent and the thing is the trailer doesn't make it clear if he's still just district attorney or if he's like a cop because it's like doing stuff in the trailer that seemed more you know cop-like i can't remember if they said what his title was but it was kind of like what is happening now? and it just it's a weird choice because if batman is dead and he's works for law enforcement and isn't two-face yet That implies this is a universe where Batman never meets one of his iconic foes. That's weird, you know? That's that's super weird. That's a weird choice. It reminds me of the kind of choices they used to make on that show Gotham. Which, by the way, is a show that made a lot of weird adaptation choices. But was still, ultimately working way harder at being a Batman show than it looks like this show is. Or at least, got access to a lot more characters than this show did. And made a lot more choices that made sense. Don't get me wrong, Gotham made a ton of choices that made me go, What? And the weirdest thing Gotham ever did was it sort of made the timeline for Batman all kind of screwy and weird. Like having Jim Gordon be younger than Harvey Bullock? That's... that's weird. And having a universe where Two Face is not ever Two Face is super weird. I, I assume he'll probably become Two Face on this show, unless they only got permission to use Harvey Dent and not Two Face for some reason. The other, however, the other question that implies specifically and. Directly here to Harvey Dent. Is the character who is. Possibly. The most known character in the trailer after Carrie Kelly. And Harvey Dent. Which would be Joker's daughter. No don't get me wrong. Very much C-list. At best. Possibly D-list. But Joker's daughter has been around for a while. Now the thing that makes Joker do- Joker's daughter weird even though she calls herself the Joker's daughter, um, she's actually Two-Face's daughter. Her name is... Her real name is Duella Dent. So... It'll be interesting to find out if she's really his daughter on this show. I guess? But yeah, Duella Dent in the comics uh, is, is a girl who most of the time dresses like Joker. Although... She did also go through periods, a period where she claimed to be uh, Scarecrow's daughter, but primarily she is known as Joker's daughter. Now, in fairness to Joker's daughter, Joker's daughter is not always evil. Um, Joker's daughter is occasionally a bad guy, but Joker's daughter has also been on the Teen Titans, which is a teenage superhero team, for those who aren't familiar how accurate to the comics will any of these characters be? It's hard to say. Because, you see, this is the thing that's frustrating about this show. Is it, A, definitely looks like it's leaning into the teen drama and uh, murder mystery angle, um, just like, say, something like Riverdale did. And it just... There is an insubstantial amount of connective tissue to the comics to make comic book fans excited about it. Is it possible that a show that's supposed to be about Batman's, uh, the next generation of Batman characters taking over Gotham City will pull in uh, some of those teenagers who just like CW shows? Sure, possibly. Possibly. But that's not really helping out the cw man the cw needs to attract people who are already fans of these properties to the cw because i guarantee you there are more batman fans in the world than there are cw fans cw where a well where a show with good ratings is like somewhere between two and four million viewers Per episode. And I don't think they even hit that anymore. And that's. They're really good shows. They are frequently airing shows. That are.
0: Oh,
1: I've got the. They're frequently airing shows. On the CW. That. Uh, get more like. In the hundreds of thousands. Like half a million views. Per. Per uh, Per episode aired they're not like other prime time channels like cbs or nbc hell cbs canceled supergirl because it was only getting like four to eight hundred mil i'm sorry four to eight million views and that wasn't enough for them cw picked it up dropped to like a quarter of that but it still that quarter of the ratings still made it one of the most popular shows on the cw when it was on You see the problem here cw is a weird channel primarily you could almost say it's like the hot topic of tv it's mostly there for teenagers and they are willing to change shows to uh to, to cater to those teenagers and some of the choices they make are weird like Like, take the show Smallville. Where they specifically, as part of the design of the show, was that even though they were essentially adapting the Superboy stories from the 1950s comics, where he did wear a costume, at no point in Smallville did he ever wear a costume. See, there's the other thing. That... Ah. I might change. I might change that. Uh, I might re-record the sketch. (laughs) Because I just realized an important thing about CW shows I forgot to mention there. If you want to understand what a CW adaptation of something looks like, it looks like this. It's an ensemble cast who hooks up. There is probably some level of mystery going on. The characters will either be teenagers or aimed at teenagers. These teenagers will probably be played by 20-year-olds to give their audiences who aren't teenagers very morally gray boners. And of course, the adaptations of these shows cannot be called anything by like a on-the-nose name like Batman or Green Arrow or uh, Archie. No, 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 no. They're going to be called things like Arrow and Riverdale or Gotham Knights. Something that makes it sound more like a spinoff than a direct adaptation, which I guess, in a way, some of these things are. But the point is, for this show specifically, if you're making an adaptation for something big like Batman, you need to aim it at the fans of that thing you're trying to attract the fans of batman to watch the cw you're not trying to get cw fans into the batman on this one cw okay because that's that's what it looks more like what you're doing and maybe that's how you sold it to warner brothers but do you think making up generic brand characters and going for c-list d cuts without the ability to elevate them into more interesting characters and screwing with weird timelines so that every person who is a fan of batman who's trying to watch the show won't notice if it's good or bad or not but they'll just be sitting there going what the fuck is
0: happening
1: the whole time is is that is that what you want to me it just feels like this show couldn't get the rights to the characters they wanted to tell the story they wanted to the fact that this show is not being lined up to be some type of uh, closer variation to the Gotham Knights video game, even though it basically runs off of its concept and its and its goddamn name, it just seems like a marketing disaster. Especially since now, to be fair, video games and TV shows are very different, but. I feel like the one that looks like the comics, which is the video game, will ultimately get more noticed than whatever CW is trying to do over here. Although, to be fair, this trailer is bad enough that there could be some initially good ratings due to hate-watching and morbid curiosity. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Alrighty. Well thank you for watching. I didn't get as much into the adapting of uh of things as I as I wanted to, but that's a thing I'm gonna be circling back around to on using other examples. I'm just pointing out why I think all these specific adaptation choices are problematic. Who knows? Maybe I'll watch the show and I'll go more in depth on why it's problematic. But uh please uh please add me to your like follow list or subscription or, or whatever it is you do on the place you get your podcasts so that you can hear more of the things that I'm thinking about whether they be political or or nerd related or story or art or, or whatever you know I talk about a lot of things I hope you find that my voice is soothing and that that's not a weird thing to say to you uh, please share, like. Uh, please feel free to offer me feedback on social media. Um, if you go to my Anchor page, there are links to uh, Facebook and Twitter where you can reach my, uh, my pages. Not my personal page, but you know. Also, you know, feel free to go to Anchor and leave me a voice message. If you would like your, your own thoughts to be featured on the podcast... All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. You have a great day.
0: But Ruben never did re-record that sketch. Because Ruben was tired, and deadlines are a bitch.